Hi, this is Against Everyone with Connor Habib, a podcast featuring my conversations with countercultural figures and presenting complex spiritual, philosophical, and political ideas in an engaging and accessible way. Um, hello, friends. <laughs> the only thing I've been able to think about for a while now is love. Um, and I usually have a monologue that opens this show, but... The presence of love has been so strong that the only thing I've really thought about is love for a while now. And, um, you know, I I could have done another episode with some philosopher or something like that, but because this is so on my mind and because it's so personal, I just called my friend Duncan Trussell. If you don't know Duncan Trussell, he created The Midnight Gospel, that animated series on Netflix, which is amazing, and his great podcast, The Duncan Trussell Family Hour. And, um, you know, Duncan and I have known each other for a really long time, so I thought, well, I'll just talk with Duncan, and if it can become a podcast episode, it will, and if it can't, then it doesn't matter, because I'll at least have had the conversation with my friend who I miss about the things that are going on in my life and why I'm thinking about love over and over and why it's so important and central to all our lives, but really just why it's in the center of my life right now. And um, I don't really get so personal on my show. I mean, I tell stories about my life, but this episode is about my life. But in, in honoring that, I've also really held back most of the details. Um, and yet it still feels personal. And so I, I hope you as listeners get something out of this. And if, if you're just a fan of Duncan's and you're like, going to go check out this podcast for the first time, I mean, I, you, you might know me because I've been on Duncan's show many, many times now, but, um, this is <laughs> not the normal against everyone episode. Um, but I hope it offers something to all of you who are listening and I hope that it is itself maybe an act of love uh, for those who hear it, for everybody who listens, those who are longtime listeners, people I know, people I don't know, new listeners, whatever. So that's it. Um, this is a conversation with me and Duncan Trussell about love and you know, I am going to ask you to support the show. Um, the support is what keeps the show going and allows me to do an episode like this um, where I just talk about this sort of thing. And the way to support the show is by going to patreon.com forward slash Connor Habib. Patreon.com forward slash Connor Habib. The show is completely listener supported. There are no sponsors. It's just people like you who support the show because they love it. And uh, as an act of generosity uh, and reciprocation, want to support it. So thank you so much for supporting the show. If you do, and if you don't, please do consider supporting it so I can keep doing this. All right, uh, here's my conversation with Duncan Trussell.
Hello, everybody. It's Against Everyone with Connor Habib. And hello, Duncan Trussell, my friend. I miss you. Hello, my friend. I miss you, too. (laughs) Hi. So um, I was just saying to you before we started, usually I do a lot of research and all that kind of stuff. But first of all, I don't really have to do that with you because I'm very happy to say we're friends. We're friends. But also, um, yeah, my life is... My life is... um, it's intense right now and nothing else is on my mind but love and how fucked it is and <laughs> how hard um even though I would never trade it in for anything and I know it's like the only thing yeah that really matters but I think I'm just grasping for a little bit of a starting place and I think I'll start by saying it's really humiliating to be 43 years old and to realize that your model of love is wrong like it's not been working for you and that it's like what's that what no what's your model of love well i mean here's what i thought always i was like (laughs) so i'm like this magical enchanted island that has all sorts of amazing things in the landscape and people get to visit and be transformed by that island and they get to come to it and have a mind-blowing experience and then maybe they could just even move in and live in a broom closet in some empty house somewhere on that island but they get to be transformed and I will sometimes be like there you go what a transformative experience for us both but like actually <laughs> like being transformed means like being transformed by the other person and that includes things like that i never cared about before in my life like having a family um i don't mean mm. like starting a family i mean having my partner's family um like yeah dancing this sounds so silly, but like da- dancing, like being goofy, like being social yeah. with friends, um, having fun. I know that all sounds like people will probably hear that and be like, Connor, are you like completely insane? But like my life is so seriously aimed towards transformative shit that like, and that's how I've gotten everything I've gotten in my life, that there's no room really for transformation of me. I've never allowed it. I've only transforming others mm. and only trying to investigate the world and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I wonder if you, I wonder if you can relate actually, before I go on any further. Well, it reminds me of the, um, like my, my meditation teacher, David is always like trying to connect me to the earth. He's always, you know, the idea of like humans are the connection point between heaven and earth. And when you, and what you, all, all those things you mentioned are earth things family Mm. dancing everything you just listed is like a connection to the earth and people like us we go really far out into heaven into the you know astral into the cult realms and i totally get that longing for those fundamental primordial aspects of any life because you need both and when they get out of balance, things get weird. And it's finding both with a partner, like realizing at a certain point with this person, and I'm going to try to be really, really like respectful of everything, of all yeah. his privacy and everything, and, and, and really only talk about me in ways that don't reveal anything about him because... Yeah. So you're, I know it's this, these guys, I like that you're being very respectful. I try to do the same thing with the podcast, my God. <laughs> Because it's just not fair, you know, to like to get into their their private stuff. But but 
Remember the time I came down to <laughs> L.A. and you were like, what's going on? It was me and Danielle, uh, Daniela Bolelli. And I was like, well, my friend just killed himself and I found out on the way here. <laughs> and then we just ended up talking about that. Yeah, so this is, I remember. Yeah, this is that. It's like I was going to do something with it. And then this is it. This is all that I have. This is what's happening. Yeah. We're actually in a little break. And that's why it's so on my mind. I can't think about anything else. So why even, how could I even, I can't talk to you about, you know, like etheric bodies and shit like that today. It just has to be this, you know, it's like, yeah, man, how can you do anything other than this? I, first of all, let me just say those breaks, you know, God, they're so difficult to deal with, aren't they? They're cause you know, sometimes they're really good. Look, I think that we could talk about it archetypically. We could talk about it because the, 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 without going into any detail regarding why we can go into the form because the, 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 I, at least I can tell you, I can tell you that when I remember there was a time where I was engaged to someone and, um, so in love with them. And I won't reveal any details at all, but in, in, in the break, you, it's all these unknowns. I, I'm, I was experiencing all these, you, first you, you hear the song, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That reminds you of them. Or I was like going down the aisle of a grocery store and like just smelling Tide, like, cause that's <laughs> what they use to wash their clothes. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh my God. And and yeah, I, I understand the, it is just such a profoundly painful place to be. And also weirdly, like profoundly romantic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's actually something that like, I, I fear, I mean, <laughs> one of the things that's been happening in the process or the unfolding of this whole relationship, which is. I mean, I just want it more than I've ever wanted it. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And like, we both agree that like, everything is great. (laughs) So there's this weird thing where it's like, this is amazing. But I I mean, I think I have a handle on it. And and so does he. But it's, it's like, um, but something's off. I'm sorry to cut you off. Something's Something's off. off. Yeah. Like, because something obviously, because like, there's no way when things are going great, people are like, let's take a break or you know so something is like off that you can't talk about right. i'm sure yeah. something's off and i can't talk about it um or i just don't want to i just i just don't want to drag any of him into this at all like i really just want to talk about yeah me if i can but it's like you know it's one of those things where yes the process this process has to happen no matter what it would have happened at some point or another i don't know that has to happen in this yep. form it could maybe happen a different way that these processes go on, you know, between us. But like when you talk, when you talk about, I mean, everything is populated by this guy. I mean, Dublin's a really small mm. city. It's super pedestrian. So like everything's condensed yeah. into these like, um, you know, these icons and these like monuments and these weird little like tiki demons that like light up when I walk by and I'm like, fuck, like there he is, there he is, there he is. And that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You know, when you're in, in, when you're in love and, and it's also the worst (laughs) feeling in the world when you're in love. And I remember hearing you say something about, um, 
some Buddhist principle, or maybe someone told you this, that like the longing is the grace, right? That, that actually, like when I see those things light yeah. up and I'm feeling that heart wrenching feeling, like I'm actually in a state of being given something and given grace. And then I believe that. And then I also just think like, fuck, and it's confusing yeah. to have everything sort of like switch over like that. It's like someone flips a switch and and like the world turns into its opposite. It's like pulling a glove inside out and like finding a stomach inside mm. of it or something like that. It's yeah. just full with yeah. something it shouldn't be full with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, well, okay, this is a distantly reminds me of something I was telling my meditation teacher when I meditate. It feels like I'm on fire. I hate it. It's like, I just don't know what's going on. And he goes, just so you know, that's you, not the meditation. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and so, and that, that was a huge moment for me. That was like one of the great, you know, your teachers give you these great gifts. And that was like, oh, I, you know, because from that I can extrapolate all these other things, which is like in the absence, suddenly you're confronted with this everything you just described you're confronted with this like like Hmm. this longing but you're also confronted with this these these aspects of self that were Hmm. i would say that were being sort of uh temporarily held within the relationship Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but nothing's holding them now and so now you're like all of a sudden you you you're you're it's like you're hearing this, whatever it may be, the symphony of your loneliness that you couldn't hear with all the noise of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and whoo, God, it's like a very, very interesting <laughs> experience to have. Also, the lo- when, when I think you could say the longing refers to romantic love with an, an individual, but that idea was more like a bhakti yoga idea, which is it's the longing for God is Mm. the grace. Mm. I think longing for anyone is longing for God though. It's just that the, 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 when you pinpoint it to this one individual, which is again, I'm not, I think if you're not careful with spirituality, you you, suddenly you're like, it sound like me being like Connor, you should just be a sociopath if you want to get through this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't, you know, just don't feel anything. Yeah. You know, you you don't need anybody, Connor. You you're just gonna you just every man is truly an island, and there's no need for because you know that's another thing you were saying. I'm an island. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you taught me this whole way of listening to yourself when you're going through different pain and stuff because in it is encoded all these answers and so you were saying i'm an island every man is you know you did express yourself as a as an individual thing that was you know i i don't know you didn't quite mean it like that Mm -hmm. but it 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 was a lonely expression it was the expression when you're now you're having to deal with the fact like i don't think you're an island connor i think you're (laughs) potentially like a continent (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no man is a continent mother. yeah i mean i think like but that you is... might even be a planet <laughs> well thank you i mean i think i think um it's just like going back to that statement that wasn't the only 
that wasn't the only th- like the thing that happened was I realized that my model was wrong a few months ago when I met him and things started getting serious. He's very close to his family. He has a very tight knit group of friends. He's very silly. He has a very fun way of life. And I and I hate here's I hate dancing. I've hated dancing my whole I'm a gay dude in his forties and I hate dancing. I don't know what the fuck I hate dancing like happened too. to me. And like he would dance, play music and dance, and like I would love it. And I'd be like, What did I what's my deal? Like he really just sort of gave it to me and I'm just like dancing with him and then and then like I'm like, wow, it'd be fucking awesome to like have a mom and a dad around. You know? My mom yeah. died when I was younger. I don't talk to my dad. Holy shit, like imagine having a mom and a dad this would be so yeah amazing and i never wanted that my whole fucking life i never even stopped to think about it and then i would be like just thinking about all these other things that he did and thinking why don't i just do as he does and meet him and i literally duncan that's what i mean about the model being wrong i literally never considered that ever in any other relationship I've ever been in in my life, Mm. which just seems psychotic to me where I'm just like, why did I not want the other person to transform me? And I always thought that it would just be me blowing up their shit, you know? And that's how I live my life with the podcast, with writing, with all these things where it's like, if I just give, 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 give out of myself, the way the world translates itself through me, that's enough. But like, actually, no, I want to be transformed. And it's not going to come from, sorry, I'm going to go on for one more minute about this. Like, it's not going to come from, I don't know, like, you know, just interviewing some mystic on the podcast, whatever, sure that works, but I'm always a pace with people in that way. Actually, what it's going to come from is someone being like, do you want to hang out with my sister? You know, you want to hang out with my mom? Like you want to have a family dinner? Like that has the power to absolutely transform who I am in a way that none of the other intellectual, spiritual concepts, all that kind of stuff, none of that even touch it because I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm past it, but I'm just, I'm already in that. So it's not going to change me in the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. The thing is, he's the one that made me realize it, right? Like, it wasn't just that I saw that beauty. I could only see it for the first time because he taught me. And he... You have no idea what a mystical like teacher this person is for me. Like this person is teaching me so much. Like because they would be like, "Well, you have a podcast and you're a writer and blah blah," and I'd be like, "Yep." And like this person is blowing my fucking mind. And sure, lots of people have families and dance and so forth, but he's the only one that could actually show it to me. Like he taught yeah. me. Your your mom and your dad loved you. Look, the you're longing for this you're longing for something that is that that i think you're longing for something and now i know what the grace is what because what you're longing for is this what do they call it the sonatan dharm the eternal way and the eternal way of a householder mm-hmm. uh, you know and and all that goes along with that all the and for pe- you know for people like us maybe not you but in the past, I've looked at that way of life and thought, God, how fucking boring. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking boring ass shit. What are you going to do? Sit on the goddamn sofa, watch Jeopardy, <laughs> have family dinners, 
and be around people and listen to smell someone's ant fart <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the fucking living room and have to deal with I know what her farts smell like I know what your ants farts smell like Ugh. boring mediocre all these things that I but really the reason that I was like putting that wall up was because the unbearable experience of having just a taste of what I lost as a child <sighs> You know what I mean? And, 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 and that is so unbearable. And it's the Garden of Eden. We all start off in the Garden of Eden to some degree. The love of a mother is... There, there's nothing that can replace that. I mean, there's nothing like that. that. The embrace of a family. Even if your family's rocky, it's still a family, you know? And so I know for me, I used to think, I don't want to be around that stuff because I had a rough childhood. It's like... No, you don't want to be around that stuff because you lost, you you are heartbroken over there. We all get heartbroken over losing our families. And it sounds like this person was, you know, you were seeing the hearth light a little bit <laughs> and, and it, and it brought, it's opened you up to, to, um, to, I think maybe understanding it, man, it's a whole redefinition of you. I see what you're saying, man. This is like it's total identity great, change. Yeah, total identity change. What a cool, cool thing to. I mean, what a cool thing to realize, though. My God, man, that's a beautiful thing to realize. Just that alone is a a real gift from this person. Well, and then I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like it would have. I mean, I love the way you said all of that. That it's like it's frightening that I would get a taste of what. I lost and therefore had to disdain as if I didn't want it. Like the fucking fox and the grapes. <laughs> like yes. my mother never, you know, held me like, fuck that. I didn't want my mom to hold me anyway. <laughs> you know, Like whatever. Yes. I mean, my mom did hold me, but you know what I mean? But like, and so now, you know, as we enter into this break, which, you know, feels like there's some way through, I, I don't know who I am anymore because he shattered in a good way everything that i thought i wanted to do and i thought okay well now i'll get those those other things that i really do now want to be whatever and and now he's not around like i walk around the street as no one and it's not because i was so bonded to him that i have no identity of my own it's that i decided through meeting him to undo hmm. the identity that I've been clinging to my whole life. And yeah. now I'm like, fuck, where am I? What's happening? And where's the teacher, you know, who taught me all this yeah. stuff? And I just miss Ooh. him, you know? Uh, it's so intense, man. It's I mean, it's like, number one, congratulations <laughs> for having such an incredible romance. <laughs> That you get to be heartbroken during the pandemic. Who fucking gets that? I mean, that's the other thing is like, that's what Roshi Joan Halifax told me when my mom died is like, you know, remember, this is a window that opens up for a little bit, but it doesn't stay open. And and when you get heartbreak, you are in the company of the great poets, the great, you know, the great philosophers, the great, you know, it's, it's. Cause that's the source material. That's the, the, where it all comes from. Cause it's not even, I mean, it's a heartbreak is the wrong word for it. 
you are in the contact with reality is the word for it. That's the, and it's not, it's just not like, it's not the way anyone would want it to be, but it's, I don't know. I just remember those, like, I remember that heartbreak and like romantic heartbreak in particular. It's like, what do they say? The best thing for your app, the best thing for the best flavoring for food is don't eat. You know what I mean? That's the best food. Flavoring is like fast. Food tastes so good. But when you're in love and you have the, the romantic break, it's like now all of a sudden this extra flavoring has been added to your, the music you hear, the things you see. It's like is maybe this is how the saints feel minus the because what they but except they're not walking around because of a person. They're walking around like that brokenhearted because they feel like they're they, they're they're not with God or that they can't go back to Krishna as and so they're and that is one of the in Bhakti Yoga that's one of the what do they call it mellows they call it the mellows the transcendent mellows I love the word they use but one of the mellows of devotion is longing for Krishna longing as your lover because that's you know you can have Krishna as the lover. And it's, it's considered a transcendent state. Intolerable though, right? Like it's It's fucking intolerable. It's fucking intolerable. And you're reminding me of, you know, I I know that longing for God. (laughs) I think I might've said this on your show once, um, where I went to see these two spiritual teachers and one of them She's um, from Japan. She's a little bit of um, broken English or whatever the term is. And everybody and you'd see these two people, this this white dude from the Midwest and this Japanese woman sitting next to each other. They look like a tarot card. I mean, it's just intense just to see them. (laughs) You're like, fuck, like this is fucking real. And like the things that they lead you through, you're like, shit. And so people were all going up to her afterwards and asking her like spiritual questions. And I went up to her and I was like, hey, listen, I've been doing spiritual stuff for so long. So this is a few years ago. So things have changed since this time. But I was like, I've been doing spiritual stuff for so long. And I just banged my head up against the wall. Like, why am I not experiencing some of the things that you're experiencing? I know you've talked about this before as well. This is very funny. And I was like, what, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I've, I can't actually encounter the spiritual shit that, like, everybody's talking about here. Yeah. And she, she, she sort of looked at me and she went, hmm. And she said, enjoy your life. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> I was yeah. so mad. I was like, fuck you. Enjoy your life. You spent an hour explaining that person's scrolls of destiny bullshit. Like, where yeah. the fuck is my, like, you know? And she's like, enjoy your life. She later explained a little bit more about a past life that I had, but that was a few days later. But I was so angry, and I didn't know what she meant until just now. Like, until just mm. after meeting this person. Where I was like, holy shit, I'm in the spiritual world so often that the only thing that could actually break in in a way that would allow spiritual development is enjoying my life. 
And I keep forgetting to do that. I keep forgetting to do that. And this person is this fucking bright spark, the most beautiful person I've met. This beautiful dancing spark that's just like, fuck, he's so awesome. And I'm like enjoying every second of my life. And then, you know, now you got to do it on your own. You know, like, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. But I know that you also have had that that experience of getting the simple answer when you want the complex one, yeah. getting the smackdown from wanting more spiritual stuff, yeah. and then finding that actually the answer is just that that is the real answer, not in a cheesy way, not in a cop-out way at all, no. but in a real way. I mean, to, to really enjoy life, you need to have some connection to life. You're, you're, you can't be numbed out. Yeah, and and but yeah, look, man, you you gotta feel, you know, you may something that popped in my head was Terrence McKenna talking about ecstatic states and saying people think ecstatic states are limited to bliss or happiness, but that there that there's ecstatic like anger, there's ecstatic heartbreak, that's the heartbreak of this of the mystics, and Hmm. that it's that moment where you're just because you you're you're a this a, a, a this a second close friend of mine who's experiencing massive on i don't know if it's unexpected but big a big loss big loss hmm. and you know it's breathtaking loss you know it's like literally breathtaking because you're just you're reminded oh no see this is actually the way the universe is Mm-hmm. You know, like we watched the news that freaking Florida condo just collapses, and it's just all those vacuums appear in the world that used to be someone's grandmother, daughter, child. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what what life is actually like. It it, it didn't happen to us, so we're like able to watch it. We're able to watch it. I'm sure the people who had people living there couldn't turn on the TV for a long time, but it's when you, with heartbreak, it's like, you're still brushing shoulders with that very same reality, which is that as long as you're attached to form, physical form, as long as you're wrapped up with, Hmm. with it, or like uh, Annie Lamont tells this story of how, some little girl, she kind of mentioned it on the midnight gospel, but there's a longer version of it. Where's this little girl, her mother was telling her, you know, she's saying to her mother, where is Jesus? And her mother's like, Jesus is everywhere. And the little girl says, I want Jesus with skin on, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And, and so all the metaphysical bullshit, it's like, okay, but, it doesn't have arms or legs or doesn't smell like the, my person. It doesn't mm. look like my person. And, and that is the reality. It's just a heartbreak there. It's just, it's breathtaking. And it's mm-hmm. in, in that, in that aspect of it is it's breathtaking. I just can't even, I can't deal with it, man. Like I can if I like, just anytime the thought, anytime any like the thought of like not having forest around or dune around or, you know, any of that, like in that, those are real, that's real. That is going to happen. They're, they're growing up. I'm 40 fucking six. 
You know what I mean? That is going to happen breathtaking in its in in its in the magnitude of that reality uh, so i know i've been there man <laughs> but i also think like like you were just sort of the perfect person to talk to because you know like we had done a we'd done an episode i think of my show and then i and then i didn't see you for a while and then you were married and you're about to have a kid and you're like hey man <laughs> guess what <laughs> and i was like you and i didn't mean because yeah. i was surprised that it would happen to you but you just yeah you were just in it and i was like so you got the same lesson from somebody and yes and it's profound you know and you navigated it in a way that just seemed kind of matter of fact but i'm sure it wasn't you know no it's not easy by the way it's like once you because like the the thing is like once it, it's never it's like there it's never easy in the sense that the like ha- being having a family and being in in the mun what i would have called the mundane it really isn't at all it's fu- it's like more akin to like living in a lunatic asylum is a better way to put it i got two screaming boys around me at all times you know what i mean you have to like <laughs> You if those weren't like your this. kids, we would view it very differently. If they're just two kids, black-eyed yeah. kids came into the house. <laughs> you know, I have two screaming children. You know how that is, don't you? It's really annoying. <laughs> no, I've got these kids. He, like, we're at the playground. It's time to go back. It's like, okay, we're going to go. And he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like I had, like I had said, like, uh, you know what? forest i'm i'm gonna detonate some nuclear bombs in los angeles no that's the that's the scream you should do not you know we're gonna go back and so then i pick him up because it's time to go and he grabs my fucking hair and just holds it and yanks it and looks at me and i'm having to like control control my anger because i have to if i am angry back it's saying you could this is a good way to be so I have to be, I have to go, are you really just pulling my hair as hard as you can right now? Are you really doing that for us? And he goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like having to like, just try, then you try not to laugh. And then, you know what I mean? So you have to like, what I'm saying is there's qualities in it that are insane, but also it's tough, man. It's like, you know, but I, it is the best thing. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm obviously biased, but that you're being called to that kind of mm. life is the great, that is the grace. That's the beautiful thing because it's like, and especially when you've spent a lot of time in the astral realm, in the mm. world of consciousness, in the world of spirituality, it's like the coolest thing mm-hmm. because it's, it's, well, it's so gratifying. I think you experienced that. You were like, you you were getting all these tastes of things that are like ancient and real and mm. and and highly enjoyable and you know so yeah man it's like you to me regardless of outcome in this particular situation I think you've been given a mm-hmm. direction. Well, I mean, I wonder, and I wonder if this is the same for you too, like. In some ways, also meeting him and having these revelations has made the podcast, doing the podcast like 
like it's made it difficult in a way because I'm like, mm. I don't really want to talk to another occultist. I don't really want to talk to another mystic. Like, I don't like. I get it. Like, I get their thing, and yeah. like I walk around Dublin some days, experiencing the world as pulsating tones and sensations and an offering of different thoughts, beings, and entities. Like, sure, I can always grow. But like, yeah, you know, it's not going to come from having a conversation about that directly with someone whose new book from Llewellyn publications came out or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, it could, of course, I'm being a little snotty, but it's like, <clears throat> I'm like, who do I talk to now? You know, like, who do I, how do I even have these in a way that is honest for people that are listening um, well, mm. something that's good, you know, I did it, I did an episode with a poet not too long ago and poets are really just fucked, man. Like they're so good. Are they? Oh, they're just, uh, my, some, some of my favorite episodes are with poets because they're just so honest in a way that other people aren't because like uh. every word has its own carved shape, like that they just can't fucking let it go. Yeah. And so it's just every, it's like hyper, it's like a microscopic magic or something like that. It's yeah. so intense. But, <clears throat> but besides that, it's just been hard. I'm like, I'm not exactly sure who to talk to anymore. So I'm like, have my sister on? Like, I definitely want to have hmm. this guy on when we work things out, you know, like to talk about all of this. You yeah. know, I know you've had Aaron on and like some of yeah. those and, and obviously your mom and like, those are like the best, even listening to you talk to Natasha again after not, you know, yeah. after being with her and then, you know, whatever, like they're just really good, you know? And I think even though obviously those people have really interesting lives and so is my sister and so does he, I just think it's like, that's what I want to talk about now. And I fucking hate podcasts that do that. Or I think I do. Like, I <laughs> think I hate the ones that are like, here's my friend Joe next door making some spaghetti. Like, you know, the beginning of a fucking Cassavetti's movie. Like, I can't. I'm just not <laughs> like that. I, you but, aren't that. That's the thing. So you anytime if you start doing those, it's not going to seem like the things you're making fun of or that right. bug you because it's you. So it's going to be fucking cool. That's the point. It's like you could do whatever you want. You could do that. You could have your sister on. You could talk about cooking for an hour and people are going to be like, this is amazing. <laughs> you really could. You I, 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 I mean, that people look if what people like about you is you, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure people listening right now must agree with me that it's like the I'm sure the data stream that comes from your conversations with guests, it gives people a lot to think about and they love it. But I, you know, if it was a different person mm. having the conversations, they wouldn't be interested. Meaning that you could, you should dive into, ex I, I mean, with, especially with podcasting, you should just follow your heart just to where your heart wants to go. Cause you will be doing your spiritual guests a little bit of a disservice. Cause if you, cause you might, you'll, you might try to take on the role of the spiritual, you know, person having a spiritual conversation when you don't want to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. You must experience what? that though. I mean, was it like 450 episodes? It must be like, I'm sure you sure. still enjoy it. I still like talking to new people every single time. I like it, yeah. but it's the way of contouring the conversation that ends up being a little exhausting where I'm like, I'm aware of something that's wanted that I don't want, you know? 
I just like that you started this off with, I don't know what we're going to do. And I think that, that as long as I can like hang out in that moment, it's cool. And when I start contouring or when I start getting too caught up in like trying to get like a cool spiritual moment or want, you know, or the getting, getting, putting the spotlight on something in the guests, like area of expertise that makes the guests feel listened to and heard and also look, makes the guests helps the guests look as cool as fucking possible to people listening. Then I get that, you know, then that's when I start getting, that's technical stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but when like they were just here in the moment and we're just doing our thing and whatever the fuck happens, who knows Bhagavad Gita, you have a right to your action. You don't have the right to your fruits of your action. That's why, that's where I like to hang out with podcasting. That's what keeps it fresh for me. Cause otherwise I would lose my fucking shit. I would want to kill myself. I would hate it so much. It'd be terrible. But as long as I stay right in the moment, it's the best. I love it. It's, it's a chance to talk to people. It's a chance to connect, you know, in whatever their particular like thing is aside. It's the soul that you get to like, hello, who are you? So I like that. People are going to love your show no matter what, man. Have your sister on. Have, start having some relationship people on. You need to get around kids. You need because that's the thing, man. You need to get you need. We got to get you. You know, you have to start doing more earth stuff. That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. Like, yeah. I don't know how you do that in, in fucking Ireland. And like, you're a mist, you're a mystic in the most mystical place, but <laughs> I, there's gotta be a way for you to like, there's gotta be a way for you to to like, to earthify yourself. You know, I don't know what, what, yeah. how you do that when you're in a relationship space, but like, there must be like earth boring ass earth shit that you could do that and just see what happens with whatever that may look like for you. I just don't know what that looks like for you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good point. I mean, it's like for the earth stuff for me in Ireland has been Ireland itself so far, like going into the country, seeing the ocean, like all that kind of stuff. That's so profound, but it's very solitary, you know, and it's, it always feels not lonely, but you know, um, but again, there's all this sort of mystical, elemental being stuff happening in places like that for me. But then I think it's true. I mean, the, the one thing I thought, well, I even brought up in conversation with him. I was just like, I need friends here. Like I moved yes. and all my friends are like in the U.S. And that's what I'm picking up, man. I just, I don't have friends. And it's not, and it's not like, I mean, poor me, like I could make friends pretty easily but it's you know that's a that's a process that takes time and was denied for the last year and a half like i came to the most social yes. country in the world and it's like and then suddenly you know like nobody wants to take on a new friend in a time like that you know so nope. it's just like that's also part of it where i'm like and that's been the goal i'm just like i got to hang out with somebody and try to hang out with someone new every day if i can you know because it, they don't all have to be like like they don't have to be home runs, like, but I, you know, I got to try. Um, yeah, you do. I mean, we we're up in Asheville and we're feeling the same, man. It's like, really? well, yeah. Cause you, I mean, we have friends there who are cool, but nothing can replace your friend friends. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to replace people you've known for years and years and years and years. You, you can't, there's no way you need to be with them for years and years and years and years. And we're, we've been up in Asheville. Aaron's friends are all in Los Angeles, you know, and like, she's a mom so she's got you know her hands full with these kids and everything but still 
we, but we came here to Austin to work on, so I could work on stand up and which she was like pressuring me to do. And I'm so glad she did because mm-hmm. all my, a lot of my friends are here, mm-hmm. you know, that it, who relocated from LA and suddenly just hanging out with them after exactly the kind of isolation you're talking about. Cause I am with a family, but that doesn't replace mm-hmm. like friendship. You know, it's, that's a crucial elemental part of your life. So mm-hmm. you are, you're probably feeling the, that thing. And that is so, you know, that you might need to come, you know, you might need to go to Austin or LA or you might, you yeah. know what I mean? You might need to see how selfish I am. I'm just warping this. <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny too, because it's like one of those things where you're, my friends have been like suffering with me through all this stuff. You yeah. Know? And like, you know, I was so afraid that I'd burn them out like on talking about everything that was going on. Cause I'd have to call them sometimes like in the middle of the night, which is actually not a big deal. Cause the time difference, there's yeah. still, still daytime, but like I'd be like, wake up and be so messed up over the past two weeks, like really sad or like whatever. And like, I couldn't hang out with them in the daytime. So I'd like, or, you know, cause they'd be asleep. I couldn't call them. So I'd call them like in the middle of the night. And I'm like, am I like, am I like fucking that up? Like, am I just burning that out because we don't get to hang out and all that? But the longing really is just to be with them, like just to be with them and, and, and be around them and have company. There's someone sitting in the fucking same room, you know, like the day is so long and open and like alone in the middle of this when you are, you know, (laughs) <laughs> whatever when when you live by yourself and you know your Dude. boyfriend is maybe not going to be around for a bit <laughs> no thanks that's rough you got i'm glad yeah that is i think if we're going to get down, and that's the other part of earth simple 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 and it's like you know and and that's an earth way of thinking is like oh I'm, I haven't been around my friends for a long time. I think that's kind of the alien. That's one of the weird qualities of the way we're dealing with the pandemic is like, there's this strange kind of like, it'll be fine. You know, we don't need to see each other's face for a couple of years. We'll just cover our faces (laughs) up for a couple. It'll be fine. What humans need to look at each other's faces. It'll be fine. No, we'll just... We'll, we'll distance six feet for a couple of years. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Like the you same people just... that are like, if you put yellow flowers in the front room, it has a different effect than a pop of color in the living room are like the severance of the count. The severing of the countenance is totally fine. No big deal. Like just cut the face fucking no in deal. half, send the mouth into oblivion um, and make sure that you have these color curtains. Like we know yeah. that this shit has a psychological effect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Aaron and I, you know, we did the same thing because we were like, you know, oh, we'll just we'll just move to a place with none of, none of our friends or community. We'll be fine. I mean, we could talk to him on Zoom. I'll be able to talk to him on the phone. We'll be fine. Who needs that? Who needs that human companionship and all that? We'll talk to them through screens now. It'll be great. It'll be great. We'll be fine. And that's part of what we're doing as a species is just sort of, you know, I get it. Technology gives the impression that you're in the same room with someone hanging out, but we're not. Mm-mm. We're not in the same fucking room. It's a totally different experience. It doesn't feed the same. It feeds something, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not the same. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Earth stuff is like, oh, 
boring ass realizations that are not Earth stuff isn't like, well, you know, I'm in this situation because in the 14th century, I was an assassin <laughs> and I uh, assassinated the child of a royal. And now because of that, I'm no Earth stuff is like, oh, you got to go be actually physically be around friends that you've known forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you're or or instead of even a solution, you miss your fucking friends. The hump solution like that thing, trying to use sex with other people is, it, you know, the only because you will get. Like your very worst friend will say, listen, you just need to go fuck somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It's a matter of time when you're going through a breakup. Not that they're a bad friend, but it's your worst friend. And they will always be like, just trust me. Get out there and go (laughs) fuck. You'll feel fine right away. And you're... You every time you're like, because you're so desperate to not feel like that. Mm. So you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go fuck somebody. Then you go. And there you are with this body that is not the body you're in love with. The person that you're in mm. all the other weird stuff. You know, yeah, that yeah, kind that's of it. stuff. And it's some earth stuff. I mean, like I tried in the past like two weeks, like I tried to have sex like once. And um, and I cried. Like, you tried cried. what? What's that? You tried what for two weeks? Oh, I no. So for the past two weeks, like in the past two weeks, when there was like the initial sort of like separation because the fight before we sort of met again, like I'm, I tried oh, to yeah. have sex like once, you know, and that would be fine in the relationship arrangement that I had. But like, and I just like lost it and started crying. And I was like, that's not good for anyone involved. I was like, because you I was like, fuck, this isn't working. Like, this isn't working. This thing that's so important crying. to me and so valuable. And like, what did they all say to you when you were crying? This guy. Not all I want to do is fuck. I only want to fuck him. But that was also revelatory. It's like, you know, whatever happens, like, I just realized that I could probably just be with you. And I've never thought that about anybody before. And it's not that I have some moral Just so you know, I, can I say about. something? I'm sorry to cut you off. I've been the person being cried on by someone wanting to be with someone else all right i felt that i've seen the tears of at someone. least that's what at least that was the reason <laughs> Get a shot. it's the, look no matter the fuck it sucks you're with someone you look up they're tearing up and you think for your ego for a second it's like wow <laughs> they really are and, and then you're like oh right okay well okay <laughs> well thanks for trying uh, you could just play that into the fantasy and be like that's right I'm not him <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe just eroticize it immediately <laughs> oh god I'll, but, but I've had those crazy moments in the like and trying to do the hump solution where I'm all I'm doing is thinking of them resentfully being like, look what you made me do. (laughs) Now I'm fucking whoever the, what the fuck are we doing here? It's so shadowy and dark and sad. Yeah. No, the fuck solution doesn't work. No, I mean, you just can't like, like you cannot not think that this person does not lick my balls in the same way. Like it just you just can't be it's just like that's not the same way. I'm sorry. You yeah. have your way. It's incorrect for the moment. This is not the same way. I'm gonna ask you to stop. 
<laughs> nothing makes so, nothing. There's nothing more lonely. Like you could go into like some canyon all by yourself with a full moon, and it's still gonna be less lonely than the first time someone else licks your balls. In your... <laughs> Just a cold wind blows through the room. <laughs> a tumbleweed blows out of your asshole. Like there wasn't really any irritation. There were just some deep things in both our lives that had to do with who we were before we met. But like everything else is fucking awesome or class, as they say here. I mean, it was just class. Like, And so it's just one of those things where you have to just trust that actually it'll find its footing again because it's great and it deserves that and that's a hard place to be in trust when you feel unmoored and untethered and all that kind of stuff yeah. but you know what also, you need to do yeah you need to go fuck somebody Carl. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you need to go, i'm just kidding i'm kidding go ahead i didn't mean to cut just, you off just have a good cry sure. um no can no. i can i just say because this did pop into my real quick i'm sorry i know you're making a point i do want to say i'm a little it's pretty fucking cool you get to be heartbroken like this, man. Like you do, you am realizing more and more the kind of romantic peril that you're in. Mm-hmm. And it is wonderful. And you should be like, I think you should just go, dive in to it. More of these walks through, more of these Morrissey walks through Ireland. More of, you know what I mean? I know he's not fine, but you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. more of these, like get into the, into it. Like just, be in it. I think you are doing that. That is, I can't imagine you being any different. This conversation is one of them. I don't mean it in a harsh way at all. I don't want you to be in pain, but I do think you're lucky these days if you're heartbroken romantically. That's, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're lucky to have a, a, a broken heart. Now, when I was a broken heart, if somebody said that to me, I might want to smack them. Fortunately, we're on Zoom. <laughs> Thanks, Ray Kurzweil. But, but, um, <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think, I think, no, it's, look, I, I don't want the heartbreak to be the fairy tale, you know, or the fan or the fantasy. I want the continuation and the reunion to be the fairy tale and the fantasy, but you're right. I'm in it now. And, yeah. and, you know, something that I fucking hate is like all the advice that people are going to give me when this episode comes out. Like, so if that's you listening and you're like, you deserve someone better, blah, blah, blah. Like, if that's your urge, like, don't fucking do it. Because what Duncan is saying, what you're saying is like, that's the right, that's actually correct. It's like, feel into it. And like, these things can happen. And then, you know, love can find its way and you can be together. But, you know, like everybody wants to give these definitive information responses to yeah. something that is essentially a a a, a soul experience, and yeah. no information can do anything about that. It just no. can't. I have all the information I need to have a kind of vision of where things might go from here, but I'm overwhelmed by the the tides of sadness and frustration yeah. and fear, you know. And then I come back, and then I'm like, okay. Got it. I got it. I got it. It's fine. Actually, things are actually okay. We had a really, really loving day, but then it'll wash over again. And like, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I don't need that kind of relationship advice. And the, and I think it's actually one of the 
<clears throat> worst things that's happened throughout like social media stuff is this like the advice urge like when people are in relationships to reduce them down to information that makes sense yeah. when in fact it's the most befuddling like crazed untethered like unhinged thing mm. that can happen to anybody and the reason why it's so complicated is because it's more complicated than anything in the world because it's the most important thing in the world and so yeah. it's like people who spend their entire days looking at climate change statistics or i don't know what the fuck else like you know I, whatever at you know some joe biden donald trump covid bullshit. numbers like then they want to comment on love as if it's like that and relationship as if it's like that it's like no it's actually this is it like there's nothing else there's nothing else yeah and so i'm just it i mean of course i enjoy all sorts of other things but you know what i mean when i say that you know and then and people Fuck, want to yeah, turn it into an information mean. thing to report on and comment on. Like, well, yeah, I learned this about sure. relationships. So this is blah, blah, blah. Deet, 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 deet. And then it's so sick and sad that people make that move. And I also understand that they're doing it to try to help sometimes. But it, it, yeah. it I think it ends up damaging them just to say it, you know? Well, yeah. It's, anno- it's just the the best advice i ever got was just be in it you get you don't get to be in it all the time you don't get to be you don't get to have the spaces with a person that you're wildly in love with all the time you don't get that that's a way the close i have to is bhakti yoga it's a way of interacting with god is like you know you're is 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 longing for god the times that you are in the father why have you forsaken me jesus moments you know where it's like nothing where were you you were just here and now it's gone we were just here why are you where it's this calling out that that's that's like the that's what that's what inspires the great calling out to to the divine and it and because it's just you know my mom, when she said when she got cancer, when she knew she was dying, she ran out in the ocean and just yelled, Mama, Mama, Mama. It's that. It's the calling. That Only the great heartbreaks inspire that. And that and that gets listened to, you know, for sure. Because no, and I do believe, not to sound completely woo-woo, I do believe in the goddess energy. And mommies don't like their babies. Maybe your earth mommy's got you know, her stuff to deal with, but the ultimate mother, they don't like to hear their babies cry. It like, Mm. it hurts them. And I think when that's heartbreak inspired, that's the great poetry is the calling out. It Mm. just, you know, that's the great, the poetry, all the great songs. It's someone calling out into the void Mm. for this, for love to come back. And, and it's, that's, I think that gets answered in one way or another. It might not get answered in the form of the person necessarily, but it always gets answered. It I, always it always ends in birth. Like it always ends in resurrection. Yes, you know. In some yes. Way, right? No, that didn't help Jesus. You know, someone like talking to him one mid crucifixion and being like, "Don't worry." <laughs> This will end in resurrection. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me get out of the way. They want to spear you for a second. Okay. Now, what was I saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Or just like, like, oh, God didn't show up for you. You need to leave him. Like, what a dick. You know? Here's three ways. Hey, God, we need to talk. Three things you should do when your God is being peace. <laughs> 
some self-care. Go get a massage. <laughs> Stand back and reconsider if this relationship is working for you. Are you... <laughs> what to do when you're in a difficult place with the abyss? Number one, step back from the abyss for... Do some extra... Put your treadmill next to the abyss and run. Put your peloton next to the abyss. <laughs> Like listicles, listicles of advice for gods. I think <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, it's like you are getting to experience the holy longing for mm. romantic love, and God, that is a beautiful, beautiful place to be. And you, and it'll only help people because you're going to process it after you go through this, and and it's going to help people. And, and, but I, there's just not a damn thing you could do except it hurts. It hurts. All my yeah. teacher, when one of my teachers, when I was calling him after my dad died and I'm crying and I'm like, it, it hurt. I don't know what to do. And he's like, it hurts. Hmm. That's it. It fucking hurts. <laughs> it's the bad. That's what you want to hmm. hear. That for me, that's like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Now nah, you're right. Yeah. It just hurts. I'm going to be hurting for a while. Yeah. I mean, and okay. How loving can I actually be? Like, that's actually the question right now. Like, how loving can I be to not tell myself scary stories about what's happening in someone else's mind? How loving can I be to not have to intervene? To, like, actually give what's asked for? How loving can I be to live into my own life even through the pain and into the pain like how loving can i be to see the spots that remind me of something that we did and say isn't that great you know and and how loving can i be to hold space when i go there that's who i want to be you know that's who i want to be and and you're right also just about seeing like to go through it in this time is something because like Zoom or, I don't know, SpaceX or whatever the fuck. All those things are so foreign to heartbreak. Like they can't, yes. they can't touch it. Like there's not even, there's just, they're, it's like they were developed in completely different cartoons. You know, <laughs> like there's just yeah. n- no, yeah. like the this aesthetic, it th- like can't even match. The ink, the color, the way it moves, the shape of it, like everything is so completely different. And I think that um, you're right that that is a sign of absolute beingness, like of humanity. And um, and that's why I think maybe the information blip thing I was talking about before is so disturbing to me because it's it's the computer or the algorithm like trying to intercede and be like, well, we can just let's just put a period at the end of that sentence of heartbreak when it's like, yeah. Like, heartbreak never ends. It never ends. You know, even in getting back together, there's still that brokenness that then becomes beautiful and you share it. But it never ends in the same way that love never ends. And there's so, so it's just can't be contained by that machine. And we are living in no. constantly more and more and more and more and more being funneled into the hands of this aramonic thing yeah i've got to watch out for 
Yeah, that's like, why the fuck is everyone trying to get out of heartbreak? It's like, good Lord, how lucky, how lucky. And you're not trying to do that, but my God, it is. I know what you mean at the moment. Everyone's like, oh, here's how you do it. No. Also, you don't know. You're not. Anyone who is telling you this is going to get you out of it, Fred. They've never been brokenhearted because anyone who's really been brokenhearted, all the, all that brotherhood and sisterhood, all we do is we're just like, because mm. <laughs> <laughs> I get it on my Instagram, people losing people because of the midnight gospel. And like, I want to be able to say, take a slice of toast, some chamomile tea. Wrap it in twine, put it in a jar, <laughs> wait for the full moon, bury the toast, and in the morning you shall not grieve. But it's like, you know, there's nothing. And not only that, to make matters worse, you won't be able to control the grief process or the, the, the all those things, the aspirations that you're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking nice. Oh, God. How nice to be like that, but it's like, how do you not text them when you see the thing that reminds you of them or when the con- it's time to have the conversation or, or any of the subtle manipulations you might, might want to engage in to move things in the direction you want them to? I mean, how do you not do that? It's so hard. How do you not like your, have your pulse increase every time your phone buzzes? And, uh, and then you get the thing where one of your friends buzzes your phone and you're like, ah. Just that fucking best friend of mine for years. You know what I mean? All your other friends are, uh, what are you doing texting me? Fuck you. I'm waiting. Don't you know I'm waiting for my love to text? Well, you can't do anything. I'm I'm excited for you though. I mean, that's the other thing is don't forget that the the when you do get back together, you'll lose this. You it, you mm. won't get to have this anymore. And then and and. And that's because it's got this quality to I remember when I was I was I was realizing the grief for my mom was like changing. And I I had a strange moment of grieving the grief of wanting that to come back so I could because that's how I felt Mm -hmm. close to her. You know, it's like you're just you're in for it, man. You're just in for it. Well, that's why we listen to sad music and watch sad movies when we're happy right like it's just to like like really yes it's like this it's like this slow it's like slow heavy water like wading through it and you just want it to like rush all the way through you push through your body like you listen to music like that because of that you know there's a song that really reminds me of both of us and i and to feel the song like come out of my own body was so moving and and horrible but just like to feel it emerge from me and to cry as i was singing it to produce that song of sadness was like it, it i really i really could not deny that that was really beautiful today you know and i think i think that's right and and then in getting back together like not many people have the opportunity to know what the dissolution of a relationship looks like and then be in it, you know, anyway. So that's actually also this beautiful thing that becomes possible, you know, where it's like, whoa, it it is a resurrection, you know, moment in its own way. And I I know things will have to be different, but yeah. You just, there's no, 
how many love songs? I can't think of it. There's very few love songs that I know of that are like, it's going great. <laughs> I'm so happy with you. Look, you're doing great. There's a few, but usually it's just like, please yeah. come back. Some version of please come back. <laughs> and yeah, man, you're going to, you're going to like have from this, you'll have something to give us. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be a, you will be uniquely you. Mm-hmm. And it's every already hearing you talk about, you know, oh God, I just know that moment, Connor, of loving someone so much and missing them so much. You want to learn an instrument. You know what I mean? It's like, what's more inspiring than that? Mm. It's so powerful when you're picturing you out there in Ireland just with your guitar, trying to sing this song, trying to call them back with the song, and just, oh, God. It's like already you're, you're, you're like giving us this. Um, it's a, you're being courageous enough to talk about it helps all, helps me. It just brings me back to all those moments of, of all those moments it brings me back to like, it brings me back to just laying in bed, crying for my mom. It brings me back to like all those moments. It's important. Those are beautiful, beautiful moments. <laughs> and yeah. God, you, you just don't get to love. You don't get to have love if you're not going to have those moments. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything you're saying. And like, and I just want him back. I know. <laughs> I want him back out of his own freedom. And that's the other thing that I learned in this I know. Short period of time. It's like the first person I've ever loved in their own freedom. The only one ever. You can't do it any other way, man. And this is like a... Um, I had this wonderful rabbi on the podcast and I never, the garden of Eden story has always been perplexing to me, but in the garden of Eden story, when God calls out to Adam and Eve after they've eaten the fruit, he says, where are you? And so I never understood that. Cause it's like God's omniscient, omniscient. He knows where they are. Omnipotent. And, uh, the rabbi explained to me, Oh no, see that's, he's like, have you ever lost your child? at the playground or anything and like yeah and you look around they're like fuck they're just gone you're like oh it's that was the calling out of where are you uh, like a, uh, you know what i mean that's what it's supposed to mean is like <laughs> that and and so you know that that feeling of of like loving someone and then not knowing where they are it's hmm. it's hmm. just the you know, you, you, but you, but the other aspect in that story is free will, which is the implication of, I don't know where you are. I could find out where you are. I created the whole motherfucking planet. I can like, I know I could, I could <laughs> find out where you are, but I'm not going to do that because I want you to come to me. I want to give you a chance to hear how much I love you. It's that's the Leela in Bhakti yoga. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm um, you're you're um yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what to say. You're uh, you're broken hearted, Connor. Of you. <laughs> you're yeah. there. So that's you're like there. a game show. You're broken hearted. <laughs> I, I feel like, um, yeah, I'm, I hope it's helpful for people to hear us talking. And you were, you know, when I asked you on, I knew that maybe some of this stuff would come up. I didn't know, and I still don't know what this is going to sound like to people. I never talk about stuff like this on the show, ever, you know? And um, and I had to talk about it with a friend. And I hope, I hope that people get something out of this, you know? Yeah. Because they probably want us to talk about, like, globulous, molecular clouds of angelic <laughs> I don't know, come, whatever. We'll but talk about Angel come the next episode. <laughs> Cicada to come. come. Cicada. <laughs> That's the name of my new podcast. <laughs> back to come. <laughs> it's a time travel all the way back, tracing your life backwards. <laughs> oh, Connor, look, you know, if you ever want to talk, just... Add me to the list of people that you call to just talk about. You don't have to schedule a podcast to talk about this stuff. I've, I've I, <laughs> every I time I want to talk to you about something, I just set up an episode. I mean, it's that's me what podcasters do. That's actually that the really what, sad that, truth of podcast life. That is, is like, the truth. Of, that is it. Sometimes I just am asking you to be on my podcast because I miss you. <laughs> exactly. That's how we schedule our. That's how people are like. Oh yeah. I mean, I just was texting abby martin and i just haven't seen her in so long and we're just such good pals and i love her and i was like yeah. do you want to be on the show because i know that then abby can just mentally be like hour and a half we'll figure it out you know yeah but um anyway, i think man, your listeners yeah. are gonna send you a lot of love man because because you know uh, you know most of us have been there and yay though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death you're in the valley of the shadow of death and it's just a uh, um, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade places with you for a million dollars I'll tell you Connor I love you and I'm and I'm here for you so anytime you want to call and just play that song for me or anything you're you got an ear over here thanks man thank you um and everybody uh thank you so much for listening to this very strange new episode okay. can you plug my new podcast back to come it's pretty good yeah. <laughs> no problem 